Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. How would you like to ramp up your club's game day atmosphere? Big Screen Video is giving 10 lucky sports clubs the chance to win a $10,000 grant towards their own digital scoreboard. Register now at iCanWin.com.au slash BSV. Have you watched Harness Racing Victoria's Trots Vision yet? Every Victorian harness race is streamed live. Receive exclusive content, daily form and tips. Best of all, it's free. Trots Vision. Lap up the trots. Visit thetrots.com.au. On this Monday morning, we are here for Brighton's Lawyers. Brighton's Lawyers, the workers' compensation experts protecting your future. You can call them 1-800-848-848 or visit brightons.com.au. And also for 4D doors, garage doors redefined, 4ddoors.com.au. It's a bit of a uh, Cameron Smith morning. Uh, Cameron Smith at the golf, I'm sorry to report, actually double bogeyed the last. He went for glory, hit into the trees. Um, and, and rather than chip out and play safe, he, he went for the glory shot, didn't come off. He will miss the playoff. We're looking uh, at at least a three-man playoff to decide that. But uh, Cameron Smith, the golfer, won't be among them. But right now we do have another Cameron Smith who's just sitting back, um, you know, kicking back. A big welcome to all our Queensland stations joining the show right now. Cameron Smith, the GOAT, and Maddie Johns here on a Monday. Thanks to Chemist Warehouse. Shop in store or online at Chemist Warehouse for big brands at the lowest prices every single day. Cameron Smith, the golfer, has a mullet. I would love to see Cameron Smith, <laughs> rugby league rate. Let that hair grow. Let a little bit of fun out the back, eh, Cameron? Any chance? Uh, Vossi, good morning. Absolutely no chance a, a mullet will be... Uh, being grown at this end. Um, although I've been very impressed with Cam Smith, the golfer. It's I don't think he's had a haircut for over 12 months, or at least at the back, anyway. So, um, but no, I'm, mate, I'm 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 doing my best just to try and grow a bit of hair in my head at the moment. So, <laughs> I'll, uh, nice. But I'll, but, uh, but but, but yes. I've, I've got the two week lockdown haircut happening. Um, nice. Thankfully, people of Southeast Queensland, uh, we've we've been unlocked today. So. I'm going straight to the hairdressers. Oh, okay, all right. Well, there you go. That's what you do when you come out of lockdown. Get a get a haircut. Uh, Matty Johns, worst haircut you ever had. Um, your brother. By the way, the, we missed Joey's anniversary. Was the other? Well, it was only a week or so ago to the day since the red hair day down at Brookvale. I, I can't remember you ever having any outrageous hairdos yourself, Matty. I well, I had. Joey had red hair. I actually went because it was Andrew's. Um, it was Andrew's girlfriend who then became fiance, then became his wife. But that's like most Joey's Joey's relationships. That's all over. Um, he went. His mine was purple, but I lost my nerve and went and washed it all out. Is that right? So um, yes, but mate, I was at school when I was at uh, school. Morris Brothers Maitland, at one point. I, over the summer, I grew the hair long, had the mullet, and I dyed it, uh, well, I attempted to put, dye it blonde, I put peroxide in the hair, and it was bright red, and turned up, and uh, I got the cane from Brother Patrick, so, <laughs> <laughs> yes, that was, that was 80s Catholicism for you. 
Oh, good. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, well, there you go. A little social commentary as well from uh, Matthew Jones. All Saints at Maitland, wasn't it? The college that you boys went to, the Jones yep. boys? Well, what it was, Will Mar- uh, Maris Brothers Maitland, and then it became St. Peter's once the Maris Brothers left. Yep. And uh, let me tell you, there was fairly big celebrations when the Maris Brothers left school because <laughs> <laughs> there was their type of discipline was fairly... Uh, well, I would say um, <laughs> unchristian, right? It was yeah. like, you know, if you didn't do your homework, it wasn't detentions. It was pretty heavy beatings and things like that. And uh, when, so when they left the school, there was a wild celebration to become St. Peter's. But these days, yeah, all saints. All saints, mate. And we should just be, just while we're talking, uh, we're martyrs here. Um, Cameron, you come from a small city. I mean, you, you attended Marsden State High. Last time I checked, what, how many students have? They have 2,000, don't they? It's a huge yeah, school. huge Bossy huge. It's um, it's one of the big, largest schools in in southeast Queensland now. Um, a, a really strong uh, rugby league program running there too, with a lot of students um, doing some great things there, and um, and got a, got the the girls rugby league program too. So um, yeah, it's it's huge. I reckon when I attended that school, there maybe there would have been twelve hundred children. It was still pretty oh, big, geez. like for then. Like I finished school in two thousand, uh, but it has exploded now. Like when I drove past a couple of times where we used to have sort of some ovals or grassed area, it's just, it's demountable. So it just sort of has to match up with the growth of the area, but um, doing some great things, Marsden High. I'll tell you, I'll yeah. tell you boys, um, I'll tell you who, who attended Marsden High, Logan Martin, the BMX gold medalist. Oh yeah, wow. We gave him a rap just before. He went, oh. he went to Marsden High. He, he was a year below my, my younger brother. Wow. So there you well, go. go. We've got, a gold, we've got thing, a gold medalist. The other thing about Marston High is that the last few years they've been supplying all the players to the Broncos and the Cowboys. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. You want to know so, how many students have got there like, turning up? To... <laughs> so, I know what you're saying, Matty. I put two of Yes, I know. That's it. Uh, <laughs> yes. So the number of students they have turning up at school today, if no one's sick, 2,477 what? kids. What? Can you imagine school drop-off? <laughs> Seriously, oh, it could take three hours. <laughs> Don't bother. <laughs> well, my last year at high school, I turned up, I reckon, two days a week. I'd get the, uh, I'd jump on the train and just keep going to Newcastle. And uh, so I, that'd be my dream. 2,400 kids, easy to slip through the cracks there. Yeah. <laughs> now, boys, I'm going to get you straight onto a topic out of the weekend. And it's actually sort of brewed for the last couple of weeks. Will Chambers. Um now he's lost the last two games. That's a, that's a point well worth making. He, he sledged when they're down by you know twenty odd points. He sledged again mm. on the weekend, and the last laugh belongs to Kane Evans. But it couldn't have been. It, it probably shouldn't have been. He got Kane Evans hook, line, and sinker. So I'm going to get the opinion of you two great rugby league minds. Sledging good or bad for rugby league? Cameron Smith open the back. Oh. Oh, look, Vossi, I think there's a place for it. It's been there since the first ball was kicked in rugby league. So um, there's, there's obviously a, a line I think that everyone's aware of that you that you don't cross as far as sledging and, and what's said on the field. But, yeah, I, I played alongside Will Chambers for the most part of my career. And, you know, he that was that was just – that was a part of his game that he – took into every match that he played where he would look to try and gain an advantage on his opposition. And, you know, he, he did his best for his team the other day when Kane Evans, he got 10 in the bin. So, um, mm. yeah, look, I, I think there's a place, but there's certainly, you know, there are, there are some boundaries that, that can't be crossed. 
Matty, Kane Evans had been on. People are saying, well, he lost his kill. Kane Evans had been on two minutes. He, that was his second yeah. hit up. He's dropped the ball. He's acknowledged to his teammates, I dropped the ball. Whatever Will said, <laughs> to get oh, yeah. that reaction must have been good. It must have been John's Dean Treister like. Oh, well, I tell you, Vossi, it's her. Yeah, what a mess he was, Dean Trista. Yes. 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 There was, look, the thing about sledging is, uh, like Cameron said, firstly, there's places you just don't go. Everyone knows where they are now. Um, And, you know, there's a place for sledging. Probably, I'd say, clever sledging, whatever, you know, what defines clever sledging. I don't know. But, you know, not. I think sometimes, you know, with sledging too, is. From one one side of the coin, if you're going to sledge, then you've got to make sure you're playing well. And probably the embarrassing mm. thing for Will was when he sledged, he missed that tackle on Ewan Aiken not long after, mm. uh, which was a, a game-defining missed tackle. Uh, the other the other one is this: is that I got advice early in my career. Um, sledging is a bit like um, your defensive. If you're bad early on in your career defensively, then they're going to run at you your whole career. If if you if you show early on in your career that you you are open to sledging and it affects you, mm. then you're going to cop it your whole career. I mean, the War Brothers yeah. they, they kept a mental log of, of cricketers, and they said to Glenn mm. McGrath, "Yep, go this bloke, leave this bloke alone." So, mm. yeah, I think mm. that's where it sort of begins and, and ends. Well, uh, let me play you a grab from uh, the second episode of Tales from Tiger Town that will screen on Fox League tonight. We're lucky enough to have Adam Dewey on the program after seven o'clock, and he was candid about it. But he gets shown up tonight, like, I was in tears laughing at what Adam Dewey did in, in a heat of the moment, like, huge moment against the Rabbitohs earlier this year. He's a former Rabbitoh. He's a good mate of Adam Reynolds. Adam Reynolds is lining up to kick to win the game. And this is what Adam <laughs> Dewey got away with. It, within earshot of the referee, what was the, what, what the referee have earmuffs on not to have heard this? Have a listen. I miss it. I miss it. I'm telling you. Seriously. Seriously, him up. 400, done, done. Shoelace, shoelace, Renault. Renault. Hey, a clutch, a clutch. Oh, he's missed it. Missed it. Yes. <laughs> and he missed it. <laughs> he was at him, relentless. How did Cameron, you're a goal kicker, Matthew Johns, maybe not. So. How do you get away with that? How does an opposition team get away with that? How could the referee just say, oh, no. Doesn't the ref say, Adam, please? Please, oh, two seconds is oh, enough. It's a, you'd be surprised, Vossi, how often that happens when you hear like when the opposition teams waiting behind the trial line are yelling out at the kicker, um, mm. and and if it gets a little bit over the top, and probably some people probably thought Adam went a little bit over the top there, but um, they they do get pulled up. But you know, I, I guess you, you're copying that much from the crowd anyway. Mm. I think you know one or two extra voices from the opposition doesn't really make a difference, but. Um, yeah, like it's. I think for the good kick, like the good kickers, especially um, like Adam Reynolds, like it's just, it's just a bit of white noise that's happening in the background. So <laughs> even though he got him there, he put him off and missed it. He so. smiled. Adam Reynolds smiles. It You'll works. see it in the documentary yeah. tonight. Adam Reynolds smiles. He's hearing it. He's hearing it and misses mm. the kick. Great moment, mate. mate there's a uh, there's a great sledging moment got to do with cricket, and it was county cricket in England, where a young batsman called Viv Richards, made his debut in county cricket in, in, in Yorkshire. And there was an old experience wrist spinner going against Viv. And as mm. I said before, Viv was relatively unknown. Anyway, the the old fella bowled this little off-cutter and um, Viv played a mist. And he had a little bit of a chirp at Viv. 
Bowled the same ball again. Viv played and missed again. And this time he got the ball and said, hey, young fella, this is what a cricket ball looks like. <laughs> Bowled it again. And the words of Richie Benno, Viv Richards hit him for the biggest six you've ever seen in your life at the ground. And one of the, the umpires said, well, who's going to go and get that? And Viv Richards said... Uh, let my man go and get it. He knows what a cricket ball looks like. Yeah. <laughs> it's so cool. I wish I had done the accent as well because it would be delivered so cold. You know, that's, that is one of the great one of the great sledges. Look, we'll take a quick break, fellas. I've got your top three on hold from the weekend in just a moment. But also want to throw in, and it is a big question, so you need a, an ad break to think about it. Your top Olympic moments are not necessarily gold moments. You know, things yep. that really moved you, brought you to tears, moments that will stick in your mind forever from these Olympic Games. All of that coming up in just a moment. If you've got a text, uh, fire in a question for Cameron or for Maddie, 0457 736 736, right here on 1170 SEN and stations all over New South Wales and Queensland. At 21 and a half after eight, it'll be a three-way playoff at the golf in the States. Uh, Burns, Matsuyama and Answer. So Harris English missed out on the playoff, dropped five shots, was a clear leader at 20 under, has finished 15 under and Cameron Smith missing out on the playoff with a double bogey at the last. Now for Sportsbet, whoever you bet with, take a sec before you bet and set a deposit limit from Sportsbet. Gamble responsibly. The NRL Premiership betting market after the weekend's results. Four weeks out from the playoffs. Melbourne $2.25. Penrith $3.75. Uh, the Rabbitohs $6.50. And Manly at $9. And the AFL after an incredible round of upsets. What do the uh, Sportsbet people do? They've got Geelong and Western Bulldogs equal favourites at $4. Uh, the Demons at $5. You get Port Adelaide at $7.50. And Brisbane at $9. Uh, betting markets for Sportsbet. Whoever you bet with, take a sec before you bet and set a deposit limit from Sportsbet. Gamble responsibly. Folks, it is time for the top three of Cameron Smith and Matthew Johns. <coughs> And now on Breakfast with Vossi, the top three. Yeah, so we'll, we'll go with your regulation top three first of all, and then I'll pin you down for a, an Olympic moment that really has captured your imagination. Uh, Cameron, your top three from the weekend. Yeah, Vossi, top three. Uh, first one goes to Matt Burton and his effort on the weekend. He just, he was unbelievable, really. Two tries. He ran for two over 200 metres. Um, and as we know, Penrith have been um, lacking a, a few of their key players over the last month. And um, I thought, you know, Matty Burton just really stood up for him on the weekend. And then my second two boys, second, third, um, two and three points come from the same game. And I don't know if you've seen this match on the weekend, but the Titans plays Corey Thompson, the mm, chip kick. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. he's put the grubber in around the winger and then, the, and then he's put uh, foot the ball again um, for Ash Taylor to score. And then Bo for Moore's flick pass to Brian oh, Kelly. Yeah. That was unbelievable. <laughs> Seriously, like the no-look flick and just out she goes and it's try time in the corner again. I thought they were superb. Well, I said in commentary on Fox League, as good as you will see. Like you, you, you may have mm. seen the equal, but not better. First pass, yep. flick pass, left-hand flick pass out the back. Yeah. Cut-out ball, <laughs> yeah. cut-out ball, mind you, for try. And then Thompson yeah. to do it at speed. The second one's a little loopy kick over the head. It was amazing. Now, Matty Johns, your top three. Cameron Smith has set a high benchmark there. Yeah, look, I've got Matt Burton as well. Uh, incredible. Uh, that was, we all know his class, but that was mm. a breakout game of sorts. He's played you know, very, very good games before, but that was something completely out of the box. 
the second one, I'm going to go the South Sydney Rabbitohs because as we get closer to the finals, their game is just getting better and better. Uh, crucially, too, is their defence is starting to tighten. So I, I think they're... Oh, I mean, I'll state the obvious. They're up to this... They're up to this competition of their eyeballs. I, I think that they're... You know, as we get closer to September, they're getting... Uh, their price will shorten and shorten all the time. And the third one, Toby Sexton, the young fella who plays yeah. for the uh, the Gold Coast Titans. He's gone into the side. And I'm, I must say, since he's gone in there, I think they've, they've looked more settled. Um... I think they're playing better football. He's just a really, really good young player. He's uh, he surprised me. What about the tale of the two halfbacks yesterday? So Toby Sexton, three NRL games in his career for three wins. Tom Dearden, since the mid-season switch to the Cowboys, has played eight games, eight straight defeats. Well, there you go. Tale of two they, young they halfbacks. Well, very, the very tough. Is, on that on that point, I mean, the Taumalolo situation is man that that has been. Probably one of the big. That has been the biggest story, in my opinion, of the Cowboys mm. season. They're just not knowing exactly how to use Taumalolo, Todd Payton. Mm. From round one, it's been a problem. And yesterday, you know, Taumalolo's a middle forward. You know, playing him on the edge, mm. and he just he, he just doesn't look happy. No, so Matty, Matty, what would what, what would what would what would Todd Payton's thought thoughts be around changing his role on that side? Like he's playing so like he's in the top. You know, three or five players over the last you know four or five years, Taumalolo. Yeah. Um, even though the Cowboys haven't you know sort of been doing that well as as a club, but um, why would he have changed his role in that football side? I, I have no idea. I, I, early on, he said, "Look, I want to make sure that to, uh, that Jason Taumalolo uh, is around." You know, in seven or eight years' time. Well, mm. mate, odds are that you know, they might be two coaches along after that, mate. You just yeah, you, yeah. you know, and. You know, I, I just don't know. And to play him on an edge... Look, if you're going to play a, a bloke on an edge, Cameron, and you've got yourself and you've got Munster, uh, mm. you know, really quality playmakers, you know, a Jerome Luai, a Cleary, then there's a possibility mm. because you know he's going to get clean, early ball, yep. or just they're going to manufacture one-on-one tackles for him. But mm. his halves are so out of form. And to put him at the mercy of the ball that they were going to give him was it just mm. it just can't work. Well, I was almost mm. embarrassed, Matty. Like, you know, 30 minutes in, and albeit the Cowboys hadn't had a lot of ball, but I was, I was quoting, you know, David Fafita came on and in one run made 10 metres. And I checked Jason's stats, and Jason had two runs for eight metres through the first 30 minutes of the game. He almost embarrassed to oh. give them for a bloke who runs between 200 and 300. Yeah. Now, your Olympic moments, fellas, can you get on to... I, I, it's so tough. I mean, there's so many moments, yeah. you know, from bronze medal moment, gold medal, silver medal, to, to people like the, the marathon runner finishing 10th the other day at 44 years of age is one of the most inspiring moments. <laughs> Made me feel incredibly lazy. Only took up running at 33. <laughs> and there she is at 44, 10th at the Olympics. <laughs> you know, like that to me is an inspiring moment. Yeah. Yes. Well, I'll go first, right? Can I I lead off here? Firstly, my boomers watching... Oh, that was just fantastic. Um, You know, the the Paddy Mills. Man, Paddy Mills is just... Man, what a player. And what a... What a just... uh, I've never met Paddy, but, mate, he just looks like just a fantastic bloke. Uh, The second one was 100-metre sprint, of course. It was like, who's it going to be? Is it, you know, (laughs) down the straight, USA, Jamaica, USA, Jamaica, Italy? So that was a big one. And, uh, and the third one, Andrew Hoy, you know, 62 yes. years of age. He got silver and bronze. And the amazing thing about silver, uh, about, uh, Andrew Hoy is that 
he won gold in Barcelona '92, and it was on the same horse. Um, so no, I've got you. I've got you. No, no. I, I t- <laughs> on Morning Glory, yes, on Morning Glory yeah, that, uh, on Friday, I told, I said, listen. Andrew, Andrew Hoy, I said, but a lot of people don't know this, is that not only is it on the same horse, but 1992 Sub-Zero won the Melbourne Cup. Andrew Hoy took Sub-Zero, won the gold medal at Barcelona and is still winning on Sub-Zero. And Joey's going, unbelievable. I didn't know unbelievable. that. Unbelievable. What a, what a story. There you go. It could have been at the Moscow Olympics. Could have, he was picked from Moscow and they boycotted. It would have been nine Olympic wow. games. Cameron, oh. um, an Olympic moment. Have you got one? Just yeah, one, well, like it stand out or a couple, yeah. Yeah, I got a few. Um, I got to say, Emma McKeon, you know, she picked up seven mm-hmm. medals, fellas, um, equal most of any female athlete at the Summer Olympics, four of those golds. So, a huge effort by Emma. Um, Spag Bowl, Peter Bowl, oh, yeah, enormous. <laughs> I know we spoke Super. about him, um, Vossi. Um, but the the decathlon the boys, fellas, I thought that yeah. was outstanding how they just helped each other along in the 1500. So Ash Maloney could pick up the bronze. Yeah, yeah, no, no, great moments. All right, we've got another half hour of the show to go. We're going to rip into listener questions for Maddie and Cameron on the text 0457 736 736 or come on the open line and have a chat. 1300 01 1170. More of Maddie and Cam in just a moment. They will be indeed. 28 and a half minutes to nine. Cameron Smith and Matty Johns here on a Monday thanks to Chemist Warehouse. Shop in store or online at Chemist Warehouse for big brands at the lowest prices every day. And uh, it's really catching on. Um, Cameron Smith's referee of the round. So we push it back towards the end of the show because we, we get more <laughs> listeners for longer. Now, all the refs sitting around in lockdown just listening in on the SEN app and stations. I mean, it must be incredible, the banter between them, the sledging that goes on between referees right now. Um, let's kick off this final half hour, Cameron. Um, Sue of Blacktown has called in on the open line and you both boys can answer Sue's question. Yes. Sue, far away, say good morning to Cameron and Maddie. Good morning, Matthew and Mr Smith. Uh, um, I just like... <laughs> um, I like opinion... Who would you put as the New South Sydney captain next year? I think Cody can be a bit hot-headed. I was thinking whether Cameron Murray would be, but he's a bit young, do you think? Or or maybe Damien Cook? Mm, I'd, go, I'd go Cody, Sue. I, I, I think he's got really good leadership qualities. Yeah, he's just a little bit fiery. Um, gets a bit hot, hot under the collar, but I, I think that that might temper that a little bit. Uh, I think he'd be an outstanding mm. captain for the, for the Bunnies. I'd probably, uh, so I'd probably lean towards Cam Murray. I just think he's a, a really, um, the way he plays is really um, settled and um, quite a calm. He looks like, I've never really met Cam, but he looks like a, a very down-to-earth, calm sort of a bloke. Um, I've spoken with Jason Riles, actually. I think he worked with him in the Junior Kangaroos uh, system, and he said he was just an outstanding young man. So if the Bunnies are looking for like a long, long-term captain, I'd, I'd be going with Cam Murray. All right, so you got your... Hey, by the way, Sue, now I'm going to break new ground here. One of our sponsors' giveaway prizes is Stuff. Now, Stuff is personal care to help guys become better men and uh, Stuff for your head, body, pits and face. Is there a man you could maybe gift this to if we send you out the prize? Well, I'd like, like to give it to my brother because he had, a, had to have a triple height heart bypass last, last year and he went through... It was like trying to look after him. I had to go up to Orange to look after him. And every time I tried telling him to be careful, he kept telling me he's not a child. 
And he wasn't a good patient for the first two weeks because he couldn't do it. He couldn't lift his arm and and his heart was um, over 80% block. And he's just by luck, he never had a heart attack because it would have been fatal for him. That is, mate, I tell you something, Sue, that's... I had a, um, a very lucky uh, turn. I had a mate who had a bad heart attack, and I remember once he was, ta- he was we were at a party, and uh, he was talking about his heart attack, uh, and I, I just, you know, when you st- someone starts to talk, and you go, oh, and I started grabbing my heart, going, mm, feeling a little bit twitchy here. The next day, Trish and I are driving, and I started to, I go, oh, geez, I am good to be tight in the chest. And like half passed out, having a panic attack. And uh, anyway, I ended up going getting a check, and my cholesterol was through the roof. And so it, it yeah. just wow. shows you, you know, you've just got to sometimes and, just go and get yourself checked. And my my poor brother couldn't work. He couldn't because they don't have. He didn't have like a, a light duty thing. He was off work from. He had the operation in in beginning of December. He never got back mm. to work till May. He was because mm. imagine an active man. He wasn't like he was only in late fifties. He was bored yep. uh, and he couldn't go to work. He's back at work now, back on his feet. But I just I'm lucky. I felt so lucky because. He only went to check it because he was trying to up his exercise and he kept mm. getting pains in the chest and shortness of breath. That's when they found it. And he had to come down to Sydney because they couldn't do it in Orange and they thought they were going to put stents in, but it was too bad. He had to have a triple height uh, pass. He had to come down to oh. RPA. So, wow. And I had to drop everything, go up and look after well, him for two weeks. Sue, but you sound like a great can be sister. Such, yeah. They're not good patients. But, but, but you can <laughs> see him not good patients, pack, you know, He's going to get this pack from stuff that'll fix his head, his body, his bits and face. Hopefully he takes it in the right spirit. They're a good sponsor, Sue. Thank you for calling in. Much appreciated and sharing your story as well. Uh, I'll just put you back on hold to get your details well done, for the prize. Go on, yes, uh, Sue. Well done, man. Gary, Jack and Peter Wynn both this year have had the, the heart scares and, and surgeries. You know, they could have both not been with us. Mm. I mean, um, Gary's situation, mm. fighting fit, and uh, then next moment he's passed out. And Peter Wynn, the same, was uh, in a park in the eastern suburbs when his dear wife walked past pushing the granddaughter um, and, and found him there. He's having a heart attack. So there you go. That's how serious the situation is. More questions for you, fellas. I'll let you get this one, Lockie, uh, or rather, Maddie, from Lockie. Uh, uh, Hi, fellas. Uh, Lockie from Penrith. He wants to know, do you believe Melbourne are beatable? Lockie says after watching Manly v Melbourne, he says yes, but wondering what you think. Maddie, have you changed your opinion from the weekend? No, look, they are beatable. I I, I mentioned this last week, is that in the last three weeks I've seen a little dip in in Melbourne even when they beat the the Panthers uh, was it 35 10 or something I, I still saw there was areas in Melbourne's game particularly in the second half where there was a bit of ill discipline a bit of carelessness had crept mm-hmm. into their game uh, against the week before against the Cowboys there was a hell of a lot of that they blew about four tries in the first half and even against manly there there's just little areas that they need to tighten up and the, the thing about it is, Vossi, Manly's on the improve. The Bunnies are on the improve. Uh, a lot of these key players at the Panthers are going to be rested if they can get themselves back to, you know, back to fighting fit. This, this is, in my opinion, a really wide-open competition between those mm. four sides. All right. Now, Cameron, I'll throw one at you from the Chief before we take a break, and it's to do with the NRL judiciary yep. loading system. And this is pertinent to your career. I mean, you, you lost the grand final because of carryover points. Yeah. Angus Crichton on the weekend. Yeah. Um, Seriously, he's now looking at three weeks, possibly four, 
for the crusher tackle because he's mm. had a previous crusher tackle and a couple other non-similar prior offences. But seriously, Angus Crichton makes mm-hmm. 30 tackles a game. How is he a serial offender for a second crusher tackle this year out of the 900 <coughs> tackles he may make? What are we doing to our players? Why They're not criminals. They're footy players. Why have this loading on that? Yeah, it's it's a difficult one to get your heads around, isn't it? And I think a lot of uh, fans especially are quite frustrated with the, the system. Well, I know the players and coaches are, but um, yeah, it was... Uh, I was... Uh, I was uh, I won't say I was a victim because I, <laughs> I made the tackle, but I got caught up in that loading process where, um, you know, I, I was I was found guilty of like a, a low grade charge in round one of two thousand eight. Dangerous tackle, yeah. Um, and that, yeah, and then played another like played out the entire season, three state of origin matches, a mid year test, and then uh, in the third last game of the year, that I was I was charged again. And so I missed a prelim and a grand final for those for those as you as you said, Vossi, I would have made, you know, close to a thousand well, I would have made over a thousand tackles, including all the mm. rep games, but not a out of two thing. out of a thousand tackles. No, the Chief that's says what I'm saying, here, Cameron, two out of a thousand tackles. The Chief says here, Cameron, you know, the crush attack on our players backing into the defense, it's become a lottery. Mm. You know, they're not yes. the defender doesn't go in with the intention of crush a tackle. No. No. And and and, and we see now yeah, a lot of incidental crusher tackles. Like, yep. you know, like when they're bad, they're bad. You can see when the player, like they they jump or they have a forceful sort of motion, motion through, you know, the back of a player's head or neck. But, you know, some of these really awkward looking tackles where, you know, there's multiple defenders in, involved in the tackle, players backing into the defensive line, it just... Yeah, and and for a, for a guy to be looking at you know three possibly four weeks on the sideline for something like that, it's mm. yeah, it's it's frustrating, yeah. particularly for the fans. Um, I, I guess it would be for the you know for Angus and also Trent Robinson, yeah, the coach. But we may need to have a look at that system and yeah. give it an well, overhaul. I think. Well, well, Chief is very upset about it, and I think he's got good reason to be. Now we will take a quick break after the break. Yes, hooker of the week. Pull your socks up moments from uh, oh. from Maddie and their nominations. They may have a nomination for Morehead Mduni, the, the the French marathon runner who knocked over all the uh, the glasses <laughs> at the drink station. That might yeah. be. Wow. And the referee of the round. That's the biggie from Cameron Smith. So you don't Ooh. want to miss that. You do not want to miss that here on 1170 SEN and network stations all over New South Wales and Queensland. Yeah, we've got great sp- uh, sponsors here at uh, SEN and we're here for Chemist Warehouse on a Monday with Maddie Johns and Cameron Smith. Great <laughs> savings every day shopping store or online at Chemist Warehouse for big brands at the lowest prices. And we have our segment, Pull Your Socks Up for Underworks. All day socks by Underworks pass every comfort test. I could almost have a playoff between you two fellas for your, your pull your socks up, socks, socks up, pull your socks up <laughs> moment from the uh, weekend. I see I throw into the mix Moorhead M. Dooney. Did he deliberately knock those cups over? Does he need to pull his socks up or was it an accident? Was it the domino principle in, in action? Look, I think it, that's my that's my nomination. I think it was a deliberate act. Look, yep. it, it, you've got to be yep. very, very careful not to stereotype. You know, different people from countries. Like we used to do with the English. You know, that you know that mm. wooden tub and that sort of stuff. You know, Australians are big drinkers, etc., etc. The French have had a reputation over the years of being slightly selfish in many aspects. Now, whilst I don't necessarily agree with that, and as I said before, we've got to be very careful, careful to. To, to, to cast that onto 
um, a whole country. Yep. Okay. There you go. Pull your socks up. Uh, Moorhead Amduni Cameron. Can you better that? I, I doubt you've got a mm. story with the French uh, uh, road we went down there. No. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. I don't have anything to match that from Maddie. Um, but I'm gonna for our Parramatta listeners, boys. I'm I'm gonna Ooh. throw the Parramatta eels in. Ooh. Like what? Like what's happening? Yep. Like what's yeah. happening? And I don't know. Maddie Maddie may have a an opinion here, but. You know, the, the form well, that they've shown over the past, you know, three to four weeks, it's just, it's not great yeah. for a team that's sitting fourth and show, is showing so much Still are fourth. Promise. Still are fourth, Cameron. Well, they are. They are. And and looking at the draw, Vossie, like the last month of football, or, there's a huge possibility if they don't turn their form around, like they will drop out of the four. There's no doubt about that. Yeah. They could finish mm. sixth. Grand final this Saturday because, night. They play Manly. If they could beat Manly, yeah. they then play the Cowboys. Mm. And then, as we've made the point before, they, they run into Melbourne and Penrith, who might rest players in the last mm. couple of rounds. The, the Parramatta might. You know, that's why I'm saying Saturday night's so important. Um, on that point, mm. Maddie, uh, Francisco on the text says, is it time for Brad Arthur to step down? I, 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 I hope he doesn't mean immediately. They are in the four. But Francisco is saying time to go. You're still off the Wayne Bennett theory. You, you're. Oh, yeah. Well, they you keep know? they keep denying. It's not the most. Mm. You know, the, the rumours had gone round. Certainly, when it comes to rugby league, it's not the most outrageous one. I, I think. Mm. I think when with Parramatta is, as they started to have some losses and as they started to have, you know, critics questioning certain aspects of their game, they've just started second guessing themselves. You know, I remember mm. Pete. Uh, Sterlow come out with you know a lot of merit to his criticism with a two one dimensional. Then the next week they started pinging the ball around, you know, and coming mm. up with unforced errors. You know, I like Parramatta when they play a power game, a power based game, and and that's still and and they generate their width through offloads. I I mm-hmm. don't like their set pieces. I don't like this their shapes that they use and I like them even less when you got forward sort of tippy toe and lateral points on the field. So yeah. I think they've just got to loosen up a little bit. Just loosen up and just get out there and play. Four and weeks to do it, Matty. Four yeah. weeks to do it to pull their socks up. Pull your socks up all day socks by Underworks. They pass every test. Pick up a pair and test them for yourself if a listener wants to buy into that. You can uh, win the uh, socks from Underwork. So pull your socks up. Give some nominations. 0457 736 736. I can't be cruel. I I can't leave the referees waiting anymore in lockdown. They haven't had breakfast. They're sitting around. They haven't been able to go down to breakfast. They're waiting for... Exactly. They're waiting for this moment. Here we go. Play the intro. And now, on Breakfast with Vossi, Cameron Smith's referee of the round. Uh, we're trying to steal your thunder. One of our listeners, Cameron, says, best referee performance, Jared Sutton, Pedro the Panther. He calls him there. Wow. From the Roosters-Panthers game. But, um, Cameron, just give it some theatre. What have you got for us? Okay, well, uh, as we all know, the, uh, the referees, they're eagerly awaiting the announcement of the referee of the round. Hmm. Uh, looking to get out and getting prepared for this week's uh, uh, round of football. But this week's referee of the week goes to Chris Sutton. Mm. Oh, wow. That's From nice. Friday, Friday, night, Friday night football, big game, boys. Big game it was between hmm. the Raiders and the Dragons, trying to secure that one of those sort of final two spots in the top eight. And uh, a lot of pressure around it, but I thought he handled it beautifully and refereed, hmm. refereed a great game of football. So well done, Chris. 
Yeah, first no, time, great. I think. First time. For yeah, Chris. no, that's that's right. That's a first time winner. I can picture Chris Sutton at the breakfast, or just before the breakfast bar, just out in the weight room now, giving the bird yep. to Jared. I, I can picture on the back of that announcement. <laughs> Up yours, Jared. Yeah, on the ref of the round. That's what it means to them, Maddie. Has, that's what has, it means has to Jared, them. Has Jared won one yet? I don't believe so. Have you got it in for Jared, there, Cameron? Well, it's your competition. No, no, uh, have you got it no, in for no, him? No, or? no, not at all. I think no. he's, he's, he's a very good referee. I had a great yes. relationship with Jared. Yeah, Chris anyway. Butler's. I think Chris Butler might be leading the way. I'll have to go get you, Butler. I'll get you, Butler. He's still favourite. Um, by the way, on the tweet, uh, Martin Lang, you know, former hard man of the game, he's tweeted out this morning, Will Chambers Bang, has mate. been a very good player over a long period of time, but he's embarrassing himself. And his club, Ooh. he should probably concern himself with his own form before worrying about his opponents, the sledging. So Martin Ooh. Lang is a big... Thumbs down to the Will Chambers sledging. Uh, we've got mm. listeners here suggesting, asking, um, this is from the Freshwater Stormer, morning Vostog, Matty and the Goat, do you think that all of this mm. extra attention to sledging will result in refs cracking down on it this weekend? I can see it happening at least once this week, says the Freshwater mm. Stormer, Matty. Do you think they react to us and, and oh, commentary through no. the week? No. I don't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't think so. But if I was referring no. on the weekend, I would have no. went up and just said to, uh, said to Will, I will. Come mm. on, mate. That, that, you've probably had, you've probably had enough, mate. Yeah, yeah mm. the rugby league world is watching. Let's make sure you know, you're going a little bit too far here. Um, yeah. But yeah, I don't think I don't I don't, I don't think they'll react to it. No, no, I'd, I'd be very again. It's that line. It's that line. Obviously, they'll react if the line is crossed. Uh, Cameron just won last award and, and we missed it last week. But the hooker of the week. Did you have a uh, mm-hmm. a number nine, a hooker of the week, a rake of the week, a, a, an acting yep. half, whatever you want to call it. Yes, I did. Um, pretty hard to pick this weekend because there were some a lot of strong performers. But um, the young fella playing at the Melbourne Storm, Harry Grant, he's um, he's found a little bit of form. Uh, he's he's still playing off the bench, which seems to be working for the Storm at the moment with Brandon Smith starting. But um, I thought he played really a really strong game of footy. Thirteen runs, boys, hundred thirty meters, and and set up a nice try for Justin Olam. So he's found a little bit of form off the bench, old Harry. Could I, could yeah. I just suggest something here? I'm just sitting there because the intro to this show is we've got Cameron Smith, the goat, and we've got mm. Matty Johns. So mm. I would like to be known as <laughs> the moat. Right now. And what my role would be when we when COVID ends and we all go out together, that I would keep people away from the goat. So as a you know the the moat that used to go around the castle. So I would surround Cameron and keep keeping fans away. So you've got right. the goat and the moat and the moat, the moat and the goat here on Sen. Matty John's your ideas, man. Like uh, you've canvassed that. You haven't kept it to yourself. You just put it out. You've ta- you put it online. You you haven't taken it offline. You've Put that online, Maddie. That suggestion. Yeah. Malt in the goat. Well, that's just about all we've got time for with the gold and the malt today, um, boys. Uh, it and, is and another. Bossy, of course, you're yes. the vote. You're the vote. <laughs> Mel Wright, the, the moat, the goat, and the vote. The bossy Great segment, time. boys. Quality radio. I don't know what awards are up for grabs, but if there is one, we might just get it. Um, Cameron, you're out of lockdown. Enjoy it. Go get that haircut. Yeah. Not that there's much to cut. Thank no, you. What do you pay for a haircut up there, Cameron? What do they charge you? Because I'll charge. I'll do it for five bucks. Yeah, come down. I've got, I've got a chamois for you. Yeah. <laughs> I'll do it. I'll do it for a Stuart Diver. Good on you, mate. Good on you, goat. On the vote. We'll see you tomorrow. Thanks to Kevin's Warehouse for Matty Johns and Cameron Smith on a Monday.
It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.